Greetings and salutations, folks. This is Neil Kirschman with an episode of the Fantasy Football Podcast. And today we are going to talk about early 2020 fantasy outlook for a particular group of running backs. Today we're going to look at Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, and Derrick Henry. So here's the deal. Going into 2020, we know that there are a few guys that are elite in terms of workhorse running backs, they're going to be at the top of the draft. They're going to get drafted in the first round. And, you know, you're just not going to see him in the second round. And those are going to be your guys like Christian McCaffrey, Saquon, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, Dalvin Cook, and Alvin Kamara. Most likely these guys are going to be gone. These are your top tier running backs. But the question that I ask is, what about the running backs that come off the board immediately after these guys? Chances are one or two of the top five RBs that I just mentioned are going to have a drop off in production or they're going to have an injury. Something's going to happen where they're just not what you expected them to be. I mean, look, that happened this year, right? Like everyone took Saquon number one overall and he got hurt and he missed some time. And then when he came back, he still wasn't fully healthy and he ended up finishing outside of the top 10 RBs and half PPR on the season. You know, it's just going to happen. There's, there's just that possibility. So what I like to do is look at, okay, we know who our top guys are. So what about the next tier of running backs? Because there's a pretty good chance that somebody in that next tier is going to make or break your fantasy season. And for me, I feel like right after those top five that I mentioned, you can look at Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, and Derrick Henry. I decided to take a dive into what they did in 2019. And I'm going to talk about how I view them going into 2020. First of all, Let's just kind of do a quick recap and understand that all three of these guys were studs in 2019. All three of them finished with over 1,000 yards rushing and no less than 4.6 yards per carry. And as far as opportunity goes, none of them saw anything less than 17.9 touches per game. 17.9 basically rounds up to 18, right? So 18 touches a game, that's what you want out of a workhorse running back. When you draft a running back, you're wanting that person to hopefully become an RB1 for you, which means you want him to finish somewhere 1 through 12. Uh, 18 touches per game is exactly the type of opportunity that you need to accomplish that. And all three of these guys did that in 2019. So right off the bat, the potential is there, the volume is there, the opportunity is there. It's great. They also finished, all three of them had no less than 15.6 weighted opportunities per game. So now weighted opportunities discounts carries a little bit, but adds a multiplier to targets to more accurately reflect the average fantasy points generated by each type of touch, right? So your weighted opportunities per game might be a little bit more indicative of fantasy success. And uh, each one of them had no less than 15.6 weighted opportunities per game. So again, pretty studly there. As far as efficiency goes, all three backs were in the top 10 for evaded tackles as well as yards created per game and all three of them had uh, PFF run grades that ranked in the top 10 and DVOA ranks of 12 or higher. So right off the bat you can see some of the key opportunity and efficiency metrics that these guys have but we need to kind of take a look at this and say okay well what do we think is going to happen next year? Are there some key metrics that kind of tell you that they can be successful going forward? Are some of these metrics kind of like overperformances where, where they did better than expected and maybe they'll regress next year. Let's see what we got. First of all, let's look at Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones, we know he's a stud for just all the receiving that he gets. You know, he gets, he gets a ton of receiving yards. He gets a ton of targets, much more so than most of the other backs, in particular the two that we are comparing him to here. Last year, Jones saw 69 targets. He had 49 receptions for 474 yards. Chubb had 50 targets 
36 catches, 278 yards, and Henry only posted 24 targets, 18 catches for 206. So Aaron Jones was one catch shy of that magic number of 50 receptions. That's kind of like the number that we hear a lot of people in the industry say is like, hey, if your running back can get 50 catches a year, then the opportunity and, and the productivity is there. He's going to get a lot of fantasy points, especially if you're in full PPR, but in half PPR as well. And uh, Aaron Jones had 49 receptions. So that was outstanding. Comparatively, as I mentioned, Chubb had 36 and uh, Derrick Henry only had 18. So Henry didn't even hit half the number there. So that's kind of a key thing to keep in mind. And then with Nick Chubb in, in Cleveland, the problem is you've got Kareem Hunt there now, right? And so once Kareem Hunt came into the lineup after week eight, they started to use him in that pass catching role. He was coming in on third downs a lot. And even on first and second down, they would find ways, creative ways to get Kareem Hunt the ball in the passing game. And Chubb was more of just the rushing role. He saw a little bit of uh, you know, receiving opportunity. He had some targets. He had a lot more of them in the first eight weeks of the season, but those, you know, went down dramatically once Kareem Hunt stepped into the fold. So the, the receiving potential is just not there as much with Kareem Hunt there. And with Aaron Jones, he's just he's just racking up all those receptions. So it's kind of a big deal there. Uh, one of those things that helps him just get a lot more fantasy points. And another key thing, just harping some more on the receptions, is looking at 2018 statistics, an average rush, if you look at all the running backs for the whole season and all the rushes that they had and all the fantasy points that they accumulated per rush, an average rush from any back yielded 0.63 fantasy points, okay? Whereas a running back target... Not a reception, but just a target yielded 1.17 fantasy points. That's 1.88 times more, which is almost double. And this is assuming half PPR. The number is even greater in full PPR. So the more targets that a running back gets, the value is just well, basically almost two times better than a rush. So when you've got someone like Jones who gets all those targets and gets all those catches, it's so attractive as a fantasy owner to to go after that. So that's a little bit on Jones. Let's talk about Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is basically a guy that dominated in the opportunity metrics last year, and he will have to do that again to maintain his level of fantasy production because, I mean, he basically had an outlier season. First of all, the Titans had a 50-50 run-pass split, whereas the Browns and the Packers had a 42-58 run-pass split. So right off the bat, the Titans had more run volume, and Henry basically got the benefit of all that because he had an opportunity share of 81.4%, which ranked fourth in the league. So opportunity share for running backs, as a definition, measures the percentage of the team's running back carries and running back targets. So now, basically, with 81.4% of opportunity share going to him, that means that of all of the running back production or all the plays that go to running backs, he got 81.4% of those, and their team had a 50-50 split. So half the time, a play was going to be a run play or a play that goes to the running backs. That is a high, high, high amount of volume and potential. Compare that to an opportunity share of 73.3% for Chubb and only 62.6% for Jones. Now, you might look at that and say, okay, well, Chubb had 73.3% opportunity share and Derrick Henry had 81.4%. Well, that's not that far off, right? So Chubb should be close. But you have to keep in mind the 50-50 run pass split for the Titans versus 42-58 for the Browns. So that's where the gap gets increased significantly. So the amount of volume and the amount of opportunity that they were that they were giving him, if he capitalized on that opportunity, he was going to put up massive fantasy points just on volume and opportunity alone. 
once you get that opportunity, you have to do something with it, right? Like just because you get all these touches doesn't mean you're going to be productive. Well, Derrick Henry was incredibly productive. He had 4.18 yards after contact per carry, okay? And so that's one of those deep analytical fantasy stats that we look at for running backs that really kind of tell us how good a running back can potentially be. This is a stat that tells you what a running back can do regardless of offensive line play, regardless of game script, coaching philosophy, or any other kind of element like that. Just what can you do as a running back when you are met with defenders that are trying to tackle you? He had 4.18 yards Basically, we'll just round it up to 4.2. He had 4.2 yards after contact per carry, per carry, which ranked number one in the league. Now, think about that. 4.2 yards after contact per carry. And this is a guy who also ranked number one in the league with 20.2 carries per game. So just do the math, right? 20 carries a game, four yards after contact per carry. So he's getting all those yards and that's not including what he does before he meets a defender. So therefore, if the offensive line is blocking well and he gets three to five yards before someone even makes contact on him and he does that multiple times in the game, holy crap, the amount of production is just insane, right? So the the productivity on top of the opportunity is what made Derrick Henry so beastly in 2019. But it was very much an outlier season that's very hard to replicate. If he's not number one in all these statistics, how good is he going to be going forward? So now let's move on to Nick Chubb, who, interestingly, Nick Chubb may actually be, and I'm not going to say may, I'm just going to say right now that he is, Nick Chubb is my favorite of the three running backs going into 2020. Chubb gets a lot of volume as well, 20.8 touches per game, compared to Henry's 21.4 and Jones's 17.9. Chubb's weighted opportunities per game ranked fifth overall with 16.1 compared to Henry's 14.7, which ranked 13th, and Jones's 15.6, which ranked 7th. Now, considering that Chubb had to contend with three other players on his team in Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, and Odell Beckham Jr., Aaron Jones, contrarily, only had to contend with basically two players in Devontae Adams and sometimes Jamal Williams, and Derrick Henry really only contended with one other player in A.J. Brown. It's pretty impressive to see that Chubb can still sustain that amount of opportunity. He's still given that amount of opportunity, uh, even with all those other good players on his team, for the ball to go around. So that's pretty impressive and something that I think is indicative of what he can continually do every single year as long as the coaching philosophy doesn't change. And we'll get into the coaching philosophy situation with Kevin Stefanski a little later, but that, that to me is a key stat that tells you the potential for Chubb going forward. The other thing that I loved about Chubb, he was better than the other two backs and evaded tackles. He had 96 evaded tackles on the season compared to 86 for Jones and 82 for Henry. And he was number one overall in breakaway run with 17 on the season. Chubb also had the number one PFF rush grade on the year with a 90.3 grade compared to 81.3 for Jones and 78.6 for Henry. Chubb's yards after contact per attempt were second best in the league after Henry with 3.77 and his mark of 0.22 avoided tackles per attempt were better than Henry's 0.19 and Jones's 0.18. His elusive rating was 89.1, which was also number one overall in 2019. So the thing with Chubb, as I just keep spewing out these numbers here, is that he is a monster in both productivity and efficiency. And that's contesting with the other players on his team that were wanting to get the ball, 
taking away some of his opportunities, plus another running back in the backfield in Kareem Hunt that was also threatening some of his workload. Taking this a little bit further now, and really the reason why I like Chubb more than the other two guys in 2020 is we have not even talked about touchdowns, and this is where it gets crazy. So with Aaron Jones and Derrick Henry, they both tied for the most rushing touchdowns in the league last year with 16 apiece, okay? They each had 16 rushing touchdowns. Jones had another three receiving touchdowns, and Henry had two receiving touchdowns, taking their totals to 19 and 18, respectively. So even if you don't add the receiving touchdowns and you're just looking at the rushing touchdowns, they both had 16. Well, there's 16 games in a season, so that means they averaged one touchdown per game. That is a ridiculous pace, and it is very unsustainable. Seriously, even someone that's great like Emmett Smith or Walter Payton or Jim Brown, if you look at their career totals, they're not averaging one touchdown per game. It's just simply unsustainable. So, you know, we're going to see regression. That regression is going to happen next year. And on the flip side, Chubb only had eight rush touchdowns. He only had eight, and he had no receiving touchdowns to tack onto that. So Chubb has eight touchdowns. These other guys have 19 and 18, okay? Now, where do you think Chubb finished in half PPR leagues compared to Jones and Henry? Aaron Jones finished as the RB2. Derrick Henry finished as the RB3. Nick Chubb finished as RB7. Seven. So he's only four spots away from Henry. He's only five spots away from Jones. And he literally had less than half the amount of touchdowns. So what does that tell you? That tells you that Nick Chubb is getting it done and not relying on the touchdowns. And it tells you that Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones' productivity was inflated by an absurd amount of touchdowns. So the question is, is, is can Jones and Henry really average one rush touchdown per game for an entire season in back-to-back years? Pretty unlikely. More than likely, their TD production is going to fall, and their fantasy points per game and overall fantasy points in the air are going to fall as well. And the thing with Chubb is that he was, with the eight touchdowns, he's very close to the mean already. So next year, he might have, I don't know, seven touchdowns, maybe eight, nine, or ten. But he's still going to be in that range, assuming he stays healthy. But with these other guys, they're probably going to fall down into the eight, nine, ten range as well. And so where will their numbers be compared to Chubbs? So that's kind of like some statistical stuff. But then there's what they call the qualitative factors that you have to think about as well. And these are things that don't have anything to do with stats. Let's look at Derrick Henry. He's a free agent right now. We don't know what his landing spot is going to be. Now, it appears that Tennessee will probably retain him. They might franchise tag him. We don't fully know what's going to happen. There really hasn't been a lot of news that's come out that said a particular team is pursuing Derrick Henry. Don't know if he's going to get that Z contract that he wants, but probably a decent chance. I would say like at least a 50% chance that he's going to stay in Tennessee. But if he does, you know, is he still going to get that amount of volume again? Like if, if Tennessee, you know, retains, let's say, Ryan Tannehill as well, are they going to try to get him going and passing the ball more? Are they going to try to get A.J. Brown more involved in the passing game with what he showed he can do this year? What if Tennessee gets another QB? What if they bring in Tom Brady or Phillip Rivers or, or just really anyone else and it just changes the whole dynamic of that offense? Will Derrick Henry still have that same amount of volume and potential? And then even if he does, will he still be as efficient as he was? Because we know he had such an outlier year. And Henry's going to be 26 coming up this year. Aaron Jones will be 25 and Nick Chubb will be 24. 
Now, it's not a huge discrepancy, but we know with running backs, once they get to their age 27 season, that's when the production falls off dramatically. Henry's only one year away from that, so he's still on the plus side of the age 27 season. However, he will be 26 and Chubb will be 24, so youth is on Chubb's side. And then when you look at Aaron Jones, um, his, his volume and target share should remain high. Uh, we saw a pretty clear shift favoring running back usage with new head coach Matt LaFleur in Green Bay. You know, when, when McCarthy was there, it was just pretty much the passing game dominated, especially with the younger Aaron Rodgers. With LaFleur, we saw a shift to where they were running the ball more and throwing to the running back more than they pretty much ever had. And plus Aaron Rodgers, you know, just getting a little bit older, he, like a lot of quarterbacks in recent years or in the past of the entire, you know, history of the league, once these quarterbacks get older, they tend to lean on the running game more. You know, it's more dump off passes, it's more screen passes, and it's just more handoffs because they're just not throwing the ball down the field as much. So I think those two factors combined will give Aaron Jones a pretty decent um, floor and just overall opportunity for next year. So I still like Aaron Jones a lot. But with that said, and comparing him to Nick Chubb, you, you look at Nick Chubb and say, okay, well, well what's his opportunity going to look like next year? And I foreshadowed this a little bit earlier in this conversation. The Browns are now going to have Kevin Stefanski running the offense in Cleveland. So what does that mean exactly? Well, we just saw what Stefanski did in Minnesota, where he had Dalvin Cook, and he had two great receivers in Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen. And what did they do? They ran the ball like crazy. They ran it, they ran it, they ran it, and they ran it some more. And then every once in a while, they decided to open up the passing game. And that what was so frustrating for Diggs and Thielen owners is you basically had no idea who was going to be productive on any given week. Sometimes it was Diggs, sometimes it was Thielen, but you pretty much always knew that they were going to pound the rock with Dalvin Cook. Well, Stefanski comes to Cleveland, and they pretty much have the same type of personnel as far as having a workhorse running back that you can lean on and two dynamic receivers that can get the job done and depending on the defense that they see or or whatever matchups are favorable we don't know one week it can be Landry one week it can be Beckham it was kind of like that in 2019 and it I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be like that again in 2020 with Stefanski calling the shots here so with Stefanski at the helm I feel like it's going to be just like how it was in Minnesota, but now in Cleveland, and Nick Chubb's going to get that opportunity, and I think it looks good for Nick Chubb fantasy owners. So ultimately, we just kind of took a look here at some of the production of these three running backs in 2019, as well as trying to forecast what they're going to do in 2020. I like all these guys, to be honest. I mean, Aaron Jones is, is awesome at catching the ball. And with the amount of um, opportunity he should still continue to get, I think that keeps him in the RB1 conversation in 2020. The only issue is you have to expect a drop-off in touchdowns. Derrick Henry was an absolute beast running the ball, but it's kind of an outlier season. And even at the end of the 2018 season, he was kind of outlierish as well. And so you just have to wonder, like, can that continue or is there going to be a regression? I think a reduction in volume is very much a possibility. Plus, we still don't even know what team he's going to land on, so that gives us a little bit of risk as well that we have to factor in here. And he should have some touchdown regression too, so it's another thing to keep in mind. I think with Nick Chubb, I, I think there's just not a lot of change that's going to happen. I don't think the risk factor is very high with him. There's not a lot of deviation. Uh, he should see a similar workload in 2020 with Kevin Stefanski than what he had in 2019. 
And if Kareem Hunt were to leave Cleveland, then Chubb's productivity could very well increase. In fact, it should increase, provided he stays healthy. So if I had to rank these three going into 2020, assuming it's a half PPR league, I would currently go Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry in that order. If it's full PPR, I might consider Aaron Jones first, but it would really depend on how the offseason plays out. But for me, when I look at these three guys, Chubb is a legit plug-and-play RB1 with a super safe floor and good consistency. He's the kind of person that you're just going to start him in your lineup every week and not think about it, and that's what you want from an RB1. Uh, I think that with Aaron Jones, you're looking at a guy who has a little bit more volatility He should still be in the RB1 conversation. He does present a massive ceiling potential on a weekly basis. There are some bouts of inconsistency that you'll get with him as well. He was a little inconsistent in 2019. But you know what? When it comes to RB1s that you're going to plug in your lineup every single week, it doesn't matter if they're consistent or not because the weeks that they're inconsistent, it is what it is. But the weeks that they ball out and go crazy, they're literally winning you the week. So you're always going to have them in the lineup and you're always going to reap the reward of their points. And then with Derrick Henry, honestly, he's, he's incredibly risky to me. I mean, he's somebody who he's got RB1 floor potential every single week. But with him, I think the volatility is so high. Like, I honestly believe that he has the potential to completely fall off a cliff. And that could and that's due to age, uh, potential volume reduction, uh, his efficiency going down because it's going to be so hard for him to duplicate what he did last year. I mean, the last like three games of the regular season last year, he was running for like over 125 yards a game or something like that. It's just crazy and scoring touchdowns. So I think the volatility with him is so high. I, st- I still uh, think he can be an RB1, but I just think that there's a lot more volatility and risk involved with him. So there's kind of my take on those three running backs, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, three monsters, three beasts, three running backs that we're all going to love to draft, three guys that we hope can can win your fantasy league for you because like we talked about, like that that top tier that's in the beginning, Those guys are going to go first. People aren't going to blink. They're just going to take them. But it's the guys afterwards that can literally win you your league. And these three guys, to me, were three of the most interesting and intriguing to look at. And so I wanted to take a deep dive and kind of decipher what they did and use that to project what they will do going forward. And there's some other running backs that are in this conversation too, but for this exercise, I just wanted to look at these three. This is a very fun exercise. It's always nice to take a look at some of the top flight guys in the league and try to rank them and distinguish who's going to be better than the other. We looked at three amazing running backs today. Pretty soon we'll be looking at wide receivers and we'll take a look at some quarterbacks as well. So thank you very much for listening to the podcast show today. I'm Neil Kirschman, and as always, let's get it, baby. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it, baby.